On today's Friday Fire, we ask the question of whether or not you are only consuming information confirming what your beliefs are. It can be really easy to only listen to podcasts and read books that make you feel good about the things that you're doing, even if those things are not serving you. And so we want to dive into confirmation bias today, how you can start looking in different paths and getting different opinions into your life and how it can serve you so that you're living the healthiest, happiest life possible. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is Happy Friday, everyone. Ooh, it's Friday. What a Friday is it? It's the 27th. 20th. 20th? <laughs> No, the 27th. The 27th, you're right. You're right. We bu- you guys, if you have not heard, we batch record these a lot of times because Liz and I only are together on Tuesdays because we live about 50 minutes away from each other. And so we have blocked our Tuesdays pretty much all of the day so that we can get together and film stuff, do podcasts, and just talk. Yeah. And it's we don't the end of January. Already. So I'm curious. You guys have set New Year's resolutions. Where are you yeah. at? How are they yeah. going? What's going on? Have you been tracking your consistency? You're 27 days in to the new year. So what have you accomplished? Yeah. And that is not to be mean. Hopefully you've accomplished a lot. Hopefully you've put some things in place. You're proud of them. You've seen some progress in areas. But if you haven't and you had intention to, we would challenge you. What did you try to do? Was it the same thing you've always done? Was it too extreme? Did you, what did you learn? Motivation? What did you learn too? Like if yeah. you didn't follow through, like, did you analyze that situation and evaluate? Why did I not plan ahead? Did I not prioritize my time well enough? You know, those types of things, mm-hmm. because you know, life is busy all the time. I have a child, Becca has two, we still make it work. And it's only, only happens because we ask for help mm-hmm. and we prioritize our time. Um, so yeah, and you know, Friday or Monday, we're going to be talking about um, breaking the cycle of addiction, which I'm really excited about that podcast. And one of the things that we're going to reference in there is kind of these phases of getting to where we're at and where we want to be, right? Like in, in phase one, like I have a desire to quit sugar, let's say, right? And phase three is I've, you know, been able to break that addiction of sugar, and have control over it. But in phase two is really where your mind takes over and you start to doubt, you start to rationalize, you have fears, right? All of these um, emotions come in and the stories that you tell yourself, you're the greatest storyteller there ever is. You know, we talked about this uh, in other episodes, but analyze that situation. In phase two here, did I try to go too hard too fast? Maybe you did and that's okay. But if you're not analyzing and learning from it, then it's kind of a waste, you know, it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And even if we fell flat on our face, like we did some fr- something for three days and then we just quit. Okay. Well, maybe it was too much. What can you be doing? And, and this goes back to kind of Monday's podcast where we talked about just start, you know, those eight things. What could you be doing every day and just master that one thing because you're better for it. And then the other things get easier. Yeah, absolutely. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about confirmation bias. Um, If you don't know what confirmation bias is, it is essentially that you search for people that agree with you and you tend to find information, you tend to find research 
on things that you believe in and it just confirms your beliefs further. So it is, you have a heavy bias around those things because that's all you take in, in terms of information. Um, and I think that a lot of times when people, and we see this too, sometimes like if I, if someone comes to us and asks for advice, right? Like, Hey, what do you think of this product? What do you think of this program? What do you think I've started doing this and I feel really good. What do you think of it? And if we give them any advice other than what they think, they're like, yeah, well, I'm going to try it anyways. You know, when in reality, they weren't really asking me for advice. They were asking me for validation. Like they were asking to hear what they wanted to hear. And first of all, those people can be very hard to convince otherwise. <laughs> a little bit of a lost cause sometimes for a period of time. Um, but other, in, in another sense, what we're challenging you on today is, do you do this? Like, are you someone that validates your actions with information. So for example, mommy culture today, I believe is kind of turning into like a toxic space mm -hmm. where there is a lot of, there's a lot of on the people on the internet and sure it's funny to an extent. I get it. Like I, I laugh at some of the stuff too, but there's a lot of memes, videos, reels on the internet that talk about one, how much of a pain in the ass your kids are and how mommies need a bottle of wine at night. Like those, I'm sure everyone's seen these. It's like me running into the new year and it's a mom with like three rollers in, running with a bottle of wine, trying to drink the wine. Like, and like, it's this culture that is basically life is too hard to deal with. So medicate with alcohol. Mm -hmm. And by seeing that all the time, it confirms you feeling okay doing that. Mm -hmm. And so then you aren't challenging yourself to change because you see it as normal because that's all you consume. You, you, see, you follow people, you read blogs, you listen to podcasts that all confirm what you believe. Or you're trying to rationalize and justify your actions when you know in your heart of hearts that this doesn't serve you. Like you don't sleep as well. You don't meet your goals. It's not helping you in any way, shape or form right? Other than this deal with your kid or de-stress from a long day. But you might be somebody who says like, yeah, I'm trying to evaluate the relationship that I have with alcohol in my life. Beck and I've talked about this many times on the podcast and you want to change, but then you keep seeing all of these things that are validating you not changing. So you don't change, but yet you still know in your gut you need to change, mm -hmm. right? And so it is all about People who are, are really successful and win and get to their goals, they're constantly looking for things that are going to push them outside of their comfort zone and push them to grow and to develop and to think differently, right? And when you're surrounding yourself, this is also like the crab in the bucket analogy, right? When you're surrounding yourself with people, let's say you, you know and you've decided that you want to make a change and everybody else around you is going to give you heck for it. They're your crabs in the bucket. They're trying to pull you out. And the reason they do that is because they want to feel validated for their choices. They don't want to feel guilty for the choices that they're making to, let's say, partake in dessert or for them to drink and for you not to drink because then they feel guilty. So, in, you know, evaluate your inner circle as well. Um, and I would just say with this, like, depending upon what it is, always follow your gut. Like if you know that there is something, and I do think, and we talked about this in one of the previous episodes towards the end of 2022, taking seasons and periods of time where you intentionally restrict and remove something 
Because otherwise it's just the stimulus that's constant and you're constantly getting those dopamine hits and then you become numb to it. And guess what? You need more and you need more and you need more to get the same hit of dopamine or, you know, response. And so I think it's really important that you also think of it that way. Um, and if you are someone who wants to make a change with sugar, alcohol, shopping, gambling, I, I don't know, porn, whatever it is for you, uh, you need to start seeking out people who have lived differently, right? And that they have uh, the life that you want. And then you also have to ask whatever it is, uh, how is it holding you back and evaluating that? Like, how is it holding you back from achieving your goals? And that could be a physical goal. It could be an emotional goal. It could be a relational goal. It could be a financial goal, a business goal. It could be many goals. It does not have to be just, you know, nutrition or fitness. How is it serving you in your life or how is it hindering? Because it's always, no matter what we do, every choice is either taking us closer or farther from our, there's no like real like neutral ground. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I catch myself looking for confirmation bias a lot. You know, there's a lot, I listen to a lot of people that have that grind, grind, grind mindset and that type A personality and what I have learned over my health struggles and, you know, experience in education is less is usually where healing happens. Less movement, less intensity, less stress, more food, all the things that are kind of scary. Um, and so I, I've really tried to find people that preach that because that is going against what my validation is. My validation is someone to tell me, you should work out two times a day. You should you know, undereat. You should work harder to get leaner, like all of these things. It's okay if you didn't sleep enough. Like that's where, honestly, that's where my word I want to hear because that allows me to do what I have seen progress with in the past and what my confirmation is. Like I, I know to me that feels safe. It may sound crazy to some people. It may sound like, why would you ever want to do those things to some people? Um, <laughs> but that to me is what feels safe because that's what I know I've done. When in well, reality- that's what you enjoy too. Exactly. Like I love the grind. I, I, mentally, I love it. I feel good for the most part when I do it. But I also know what happens to my body on the other side of things, unfortunately, um, when I don't give it a break and when I don't necessarily listen to it. And so if you are someone that, you know, for example, really struggles to eat healthy or really struggles to meal prep or anything like that. Look at who you're following on social media. Is it a lot of people that talk about how you should be able to enjoy food and listen to what you want and give into your cravings because you shouldn't neglect yourself from that and you shouldn't restrict because that's unhealthy? Um, all valid points at certain periods of life, yes, but Maybe for you who already struggles with those things, that's not the message you should be hearing. Like Liz was saying, it should feel right in your gut, like deep in your gut, doing what you're doing. And if you have even an ounce of, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, maybe, maybe I'd be healthier if I didn't do this, maybe I'd be happier if I changed my ways, it starts with what you consume. It starts with the people you listen to. It starts with you know, the conversations you have. If you are someone that has friends that are toxic, that talk about their toxic lives and want you to take part in them and go and do happy hour with them on Friday or have wine night every week or, you know, indulge, overindulge in foods. Like you need new friends. You need new friends. And here's what I would say to that. Your friends should be supportive. 
you don't, they don't have to come alongside you. They don't have to understand what you're doing, but they should be supportive. And if they're not, you need new friends. You need people who are going to help you get to the level that you want or to change or just encourage you at the very minimum. Like, that's awesome. Like, eh, I don't want to give up alcohol for 75 days, but that's awesome that you're going to do it. No, instead it's like, I can't believe you're going to give up alcohol for six, 75 days. Oh my God. How can you do that? It's so hard. Like, well, no. You're going to be no fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, well then maybe, maybe we shouldn't actually be friends, you know? But I think it's, it's important too, because like I look at my closest circle and like my closest friends now are very supportive. Even like my family members that are doing 75 hard with us. It's actually been really fun. Like, you know, we're having more get togethers. Uh, we're playing games. Like we're doing fun stuff, active stuff together. And it just shows you like, you don't have to have these things to have fun. And it also doesn't have to be about food. It, you know, alcohol aside, like it doesn't have to be about food. Could you just hang out with that person, not going out to eat, maybe not going to the clubs or whatever, and still enjoy their company and have things in common? If all you have in common is doing things that aren't the best for you, then yeah, I think you should seek out new friends yeah. and you should get out of, <laughs> you know, that place because you're going to forever be pulled back down or it's going to be very, very hard for you to change. Not saying that you couldn't change in that environment, but it would be very, very hard. And the likelihood of following through with it is going to be far less than if you're around people. Like when we did our 75 hard together last mm -hmm. year, we leaned on each other a oh, lot. Yeah. I wouldn't have finished it without you. Yeah. And so, you know, again, we're just looking at the people who win. What do they do? They constantly challenge things that they, you know, don't know and they want to learn more right? They want to seek out new perspectives. I think that's uh, a really cool piece in terms of like the podcast platforms that we have now. You can literally search any topic and you can listen, you know, from four or five different podcasts and hear different perspectives from different people. Um, you also have to humble yourself to being open-minded. I was reading, uh, the book that I'm reading right now is, is a really good one called um, Quit Like a Woman. And it is about the radical choice not to drink in the culture today. She does talk a lot about like mommy culture and things like that. But one of the things that she was talking about is like cleaning the slate and going into things open-minded. So she's a yoga instructor. She's like, I go into a class, I'm judge, judge, judgy. She like says it herself, like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm judging the instructor, you know? And she was talking about in 2016 around the elections, apparently the instructor is like making comments and she's like, every part of me wanted to get up off my mat and leave because I just didn't want to deal with it. Right. But then the instructor brings it into like a lesson of, you know, learning something new and maybe this is a season for us to come together and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, it's like, how do you humble yourselves to the process of learning and be open-minded? I think so many people today are closed-minded. All they want is that confirmation bias. Oh, and then yeah. they're going to be closed-minded to anybody else who's going to tell them or not validate. Oh, today's culture is super polarizing. Like you are either one side or the other. Mm -hmm. And that, that sucks because it can be very scary and overwhelming to change opinions, change thoughts in any aspect of life. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's unfortunate because I think it blinds people to a lot of good opportunities, a lot of good positive changes in their life. Um, because all they consume is the radical views that they have, or, you know, they're maybe stuck in the middle and they don't know what to believe. They don't know what to think. That's another thing. I think a lot of times, like, cause then all you do see is extreme views and, you know, either have love for your body and intuitive eat, even though you don't really understand food or how to eat or give up everything that you love, work out nonstop and, you know, hate your life. Like it, it's just really hard in diet culture today. Um, 
to be able to know what to do. And we get that. But what we are saying is that if you have done the same thing for a long time and you are struggling, whether it's symptoms, whether it's sleep, whether it's weight, like whatever it is, maybe you need to evaluate what you're doing. Like maybe that's the hard pill of I'm super sedentary right now. I probably should move more. And even though my spouse doesn't move or my family members or my friends don't do it, maybe I need to. And that's hard because then you feel alone and you feel like you're on this island of no support. We call it no man's land. And making changes there consistently gets really hard because it's a lot more comfortable to go back to your friends and family who are doing exactly what you were doing, even though it doesn't serve you. Mm -hmm. And I think too, sometimes people will not do, make those changes for the fear of the questions and not knowing how to answer those questions, right? Like maybe your friends and family are actually really supportive and would be really supportive, but you've never even given the opportunity to be supportive because you never told them what you're trying to work on. And so instead of skipping on the dessert or, you know, not having the alcohol, you just go with the flow, as they say, uh, to avoid having to explain, hey, why I'm not doing these things, you know? Um, and you, I guess you just don't know until you try. But as I've said before on other podcasts, be the light. You don't know who you might encourage doing what you're doing because they've been wanting to make these changes or feeling like they too need to make these changes. And then you can be accountability partners and you can kind of be buddies in it. And, you know, when you're in the trenches and things really get hard and that's when the real work comes in, you can lean on each other. And you can say, hey, I need support. I'm having a rough day. And they can pull you up so that you're not tempted to go back to your old ways and your old habits and to stay stuck. And, you know, when we think about this in terms of like dieting too, if you're somebody who has really deprivation dieted, meaning like you've just been eating very little, 1,200 calories, maybe less uh, for a long period of time, and you just think that the answer is more like more restriction, more movement, all of those types of things. Maybe you need to stop following the people that are pushing these very extreme HCG, Octavia, you know, uh, whatever new thing is on the market, blow into a tube and tells you how you're metabolizing certain foods and you should cut that out too. And just all these kind of crazy <laughs> things that um, they have. You remember you guys, you can always go back and get those belly button things. You can stick the poop. Oh yeah. The stick, the stick, the thing in your belly button <laughs> yeah. and it makes your belly, belly oh, go away. Oh my God. Um, maybe you need to start educating yourself and following people who talk about eating more and show you that progress that can be made by reverse dieting and how healthy it can be and how you can achieve your goals by eating more instead of just trying to grind and eat less and less and move more and move more. And then you just are totally tanked and feel like crap because at some point in time, you're going to regain all of the weight if you even lose it in the first place, because your body's going to store everything. And so you have to surround yourself with people who are going to bring both sides here of the coin. Yeah. We've had plenty of clients that we've put into cuts and yeah, some of them, depending upon their age group and their activity level, do get down into 13, 1400 calorie ranges, but it's a short period of time. And it's after we fed them and worked on other things. So we're not against cutting or dieting by any means. What we're against is these extremes that you keep taking. And now you're trying to justify, well, my friend, she's doing this and it's working really well for her. And even though I have 15 years of dieting behind me, it's okay. I'm going to cut my calories even more. It's okay that I'm not sleeping. It's okay that I'm not pooping. It's okay that I'm moody. It's okay that my periods are all over the place. It's not okay. These things aren't okay. And so 
look at new perspectives, educate yourself on things, start reading books, start listening to different podcasts. Um, at the end of the day, you have nothing to lose other than you've gained a different perspective and you thought about it. And then maybe you took some things from it and you left a lot of it and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You have, you have to challenge your thoughts, you know, and unless you're really happy with where you're at and you feel really good about what you're doing, you're probably not on the right path and that's okay. You know, it's just being willing to look into different perspectives and hear from different people. And, you know, I know a lot of people that consume a lot of like self-help and go to different courses. And the one question that you, Andy Frisella calls them success zombies. They basically, you know, they, they buy all the webinars, they do all the self-help books, they do all these things, but they never make changes. And so don't, don't get it twisted. Just because you consume those things doesn't mean that they're positive for you if you're never making any changes based off of them. Like, I know lots of people like that, too. They consume all the things. They read all the things. They ask all the questions of, like, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think that's a good idea? And it's like, what action have you taken on anything so far? They're almost, like, taking in too much knowledge that they confuse themselves and they're like, I don't know yes. where to begin, so they don't do anything. Yes. And here's, you know, what we've said on other episodes before, but knowledge without action is powerless. You can consume all the information in the world, but if you're not sharing it with other people or you're not putting it into action for yourself, it's useless. Mm -hmm. Unless you're planning to play like a random trivia game and pull out some fun facts to win a trivia. I hate trivia. I also hate trivia. I'm really bad. I at hate it. useless information. That is what I consider it. I can And this is my confirmation bias. <laughs> I think that tr trivia answers are useless information. And so I will continue to have that confirm. And you know who's my biggest my biggest challenger in my life. Your husband? Yep. Nick is my how I battle confirmation bias because my husband will challenge me on everything, especially my health decisions. I recently quit CrossFit and I'm doing much more light stuff. And I was planning on going to, I do Esporta, which is like an LA fitness. And I was planning on getting an export membership too because Esporta, for whatever reason, God knows only why, only opens at 8 a.m. on Saturday. I'm like, what kind of gym doesn't open till 8 a.m.? And so I wanted to go earlier, so I was going to get another gym membership to be able to go earlier on the weekends. And my husband's like, why don't you just get a freaking Planet Fitness gym membership? It's closer, it's cheaper. And I was like, because I hate Planet Fitness. Just for what they stand for. And he, I don't. I think it's amazing, people that work out. It's cheap, it's affordable. I mean, I think their business model is shitty. I think that the whole concept of like, you shouldn't push yourself too hard. That's like oh, yeah. the population that they cater to. They sound off the Hulk alarm or whatever, whatever. Anyways. So he challenges me all the time on these things. He's like, so you're going to own three gym memberships. Because you you're doing bar too. Yeah. I was going to sign up for bar or something different. I'm trying to do something different. That is what, I, but then he challenges me. And so he is my, he is my opposer. He is my solution for my confirmation bias. But I completely lost where I was going with this point. I have no idea. <laughs> trivia. You we, have, were talking about oh, trivia. we were talking about how much I hate <laughs> trivia. <laughs> you need to find the people in your life that are going to challenge you in a healthy way. If there are only people that confirm your bad habits, you're surrounded by the wrong people. And that hurts. It hurts to have to get rid of people out of your life. But at the end of the day, are you willing to stay stuck for those quote unquote friendships? I'm gonna do the intro.